Blog Talk Radio.
Reading from the book of John, chapter 7, verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Patience had had her perfect work in the Lord Jesus. And until the last day of the feast, he pleaded with the Jews, even as on this last day of the year, he pleads with us and waits to be gracious to us. Admirable indeed is the long-suffering of the Savior in bearing with some of us year after year, notwithstanding our provocations, rebellions, and resistance of his Holy Spirit, wonder of wonders that we are still in the land of mercy. Pity has expressed herself most plainly, for Jesus cried, which implies not only the loudness of his voice, but the tenderness of his tone. He entreats us to be reconciled. We pray you, says the apostle, as though God did beseech you by us. What earnest, pathetic terms are these? How deep must be the love which makes the Lord weep over sinners, and like a mother woo his children to his bosom. Surely at the call of such a cry, our willing hearts will come. Provision is made most plenteously. All is provided that man can need to quench his soul's thirst. To his conscience, the atonement brings peace. To his understanding, the gospel brings the richest instruction. To his heart, the person of Jesus is the noblest object of affection. To the whole man, the truth, as it is in Jesus, supplies the purest nutriment. Thirst is terrible, but Jesus can remove it. Though the soul were utterly famished, Jesus could restore it. Proclamation is made most freely that every thirsty one is welcome. Nor the distinction is made but that of thirst. Whether it be the thirst of avarice, Ambition, pleasure, knowledge, or rest, he who suffers from it is invited. The thirst may be bad in itself and be no sign of grace, but rather a mark of inordinate sin longing to be gratified with deeper draughts of lust. But it is not goodness in the creature which brings him the invitation. The Lord Jesus sends it freely and without respect of persons. Personality is declared most fully. The sinner must come to Jesus, not to works, ordinances, or doctrines, but to a personal Redeemer, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. The bleeding, dying, rising Savior is the only star of hope to a sinner. Oh, for grace to come now and drink. The sun sets upon the year's last day. No waiting or preparation is so much as hinted at. Drinking represents a reception for which no fitness is required. A fool, a thief, a harley can drink, and so sinfulness of character is no bar to the invitation to believe in Jesus. We want no golden cup, no bejeweled chalice in which to convey the water to the thirsty. The mouth of poverty is welcome to stoop down and quaff the flowing flood. Blistered, leprous, filthy lips may touch the stream of divine love. They cannot pollute it but shall themselves be purified. Jesus is the fount of hope. I hope, dear listener, 
that you will hear our dear Redeemer's loving voice as he cries to each of us. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 20 says, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Not saved? Listener, is this your plight? Warned of the judgment to come? Bidden to escape for your life and yet at this moment not saved. You know the way of salvation. You read it in the Bible. You hear it from the pulpit. It's explained to you by friends and yet you neglect it. And therefore you are not saved. You will be without excuse when the Lord shall judge the quick and dead. The Holy Spirit has given more or less of blessing upon the word which has been preached in your hearing and times of refreshing have come from the divine presence and yet you are without Christ. All these hopeful seasons have come and gone. Your summer and your harvest have passed and yet you are not saved. Years have followed one another into eternity and your last year will soon be here. Youth is gone, manhood is going, and yet you are not saved. Let me ask you, will you ever be saved? Is there any likelihood of it? Already the most propitious seasons have left you unsaved. Will other occasions alter your condition? Means have failed with you, the best of means used perseveringly and with the utmost affection, what more can be done for you? Affliction and prosperity have alike failed to impress you. Tears and prayers and sermons have been wasted on your barren heart. Are not the probabilities dead against your ever being saved? Is it not more than likely that you will abide as you are till death forever bars the door of hope? Do you recoil from the thought of this? Yet it is a most reasonable one. He who is not washed in so many waters will in all probability go filthy to his end. The convenient time never has come. Why should it ever come? It is logical to fear that it never will arise and that Felix like you will find no convenient season till you are in hell. Oh, bethink you of what the hell is and of the dread probability that you will soon be cast into it. Listener, suppose you should die unsaved. Your doom, no words can picture. Write out your dread estate in tears and blood. Talk of it with groans and gnashing of teeth. You will be punished with everlasting destruction from the glory of the Lord and from the glory of his power. A brother's voice would fain startle you into earnestness. Be wise, be wise in time. And here another year begins. Believe in Jesus who is able to save to the uttermost. Consecrate these last hours to lonely thoughts. And if deep repentance be bred in you, it will be well. And if it leads to a humble faith in Jesus, it will be best of all. See to it that this year passes not away, and you, an unforgiven spirit. Let not the New Year's midnight peals sound upon a joyless spirit. Now, now, 
now believe and live. Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Do you know God loves you? Do you know sin separates people from God? Do you know Jesus died for your sins? Do you know you can receive Jesus now and know God's love? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Won't you join me in this prayer? Heavenly Father, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I repent of my sins and open my heart to let Jesus come inside of me. Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for my sins and you were raised from the dead. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer with me, I'd like it if you would send a message to me through the station, Patricia Adams Live, KPAL Radio, and let me know. But in the meantime, I want to welcome you home and welcome you to the family. God's been waiting on you year after year after year, I hope, this year is the year that you come home to your father's house. Be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is your host, Patricia Adams, saying, Happy New Year. Look up. Things are going to get better.
In and out of situations That
Happy New Year, and God bless. See you in the future.